Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. I have bad news. I'm reconsidering everything because I got this comment where uh, it's public on my page where um, I had a uh, one of my posts it says if you didn't see a close relationship between your parents it's hard to know how to have one yourself you are the template for your kids future relationships couples counseling can help then this fellow who is game changer you know that should be his name um, he wrote farthest from the truth separately newness wears off psychologically and emotionally that's how hormones work be mature live in your short time on earth humans are not meant to be together more than a few hours a week i think it's best for you to end your proliferation of information on facebook that does nothing more than add gas to the fire this was a public comment and uh so i'm going to change my career um, which i wrote i said thank you for commenting you're right i will change my worldview and career right now so so I'm done, you know, and um, I leave you this uh, legacy of podcast episodes, which now I disavow because of this life-changing light bulb moment. So please, guys, please leave me those comments. Those are super useful. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I've just been getting like so many mansplaining comments and not that the women are better. I had a woman who um, was telling me that she doesn't like my facial expressions. Thankfully, I directed her to my podcast where she doesn't have to be offended by my face. Thank God I have many different media in play. But anyway, if you feel like writing me in a comment, you know, um, please do. Some of the funnier ones maybe I will um, tell you guys about. Uh, please also do subscribe. And so then you can get like 84 episodes. The most recent is your wife doesn't want to go to couples counseling. Is this some bullshit or is she just like making stuff up to get away from you? Or does she really have other reasons for packing her schedule so tightly that you can't go to couples counseling? Okay, so what are we talking about today? We are talking about... Um, all right, so in general, the point that I try to make generally um, is that people can't take each other's shit personally. So with guys, I try to talk so much about what women's sex drive does within monogamy because that means you shouldn't take it personally, right? And all women are going to act like this more or less. Like if they start out with a super high sex drive and a physical touch love language, then cool, they're going to have less of a decrease. But but in reality, everybody has a decrease within monogamy. So, you know, don't take it personally. So many guys are taking it personally. That doesn't mean that it can't be like upsetting or something that you work on, but it isn't about you per se, you know, like her, her innate levels of spontaneous desire are going to go down no matter what the hell you do. So, the best is to be the sort of guy that she wants to learn about responsive desire with and get herself into a headspace where she can have sex with you, right? But like globally on, on a, a much uh, broader level, you got to really ask yourself this question. And this goes along with that whole like nice guy thing and what I call the gentleman eunuch and what some guys call implicit contracts. Um, you know, it, do you love your wife? 
Do you really want the best for your wife or do you mostly care about how your wife reflects on you? And this is a tough question. So you got to do some actual tough love towards yourself. You know, this can be the conduit for that, but I don't have you in my office, so I can't directly give it to you, but you got to give it to yourself by listening to this and opening your mind. You know, so every time I have a podcast where it basically says, hey, maybe like either gender isn't perfect, I get like five people stop subscribing. All right, fine. You know, like you spend your money how you want, but it's smarter to be like, this triggers me, why? Well, the guys who are going to be most triggered by the idea of examining whether they truly want the best for their wives are probably the guys that don't want the best for their wives, that really just want their wives to do what is best for them, the guy. So if you find it super upsetting and triggering to think about the idea that you may primarily care like about how your wife makes you feel about you, and I'll explain what I mean by reflects on you or makes you feel about you in a second, then you're exactly the intended audience of this podcast, right? The reality is that it's extremely hard. It's like a super uh, mature and evolved way of thinking to genuinely, unconditionally love another human being. You know, especially an intimate partner because your, um, you know, your fate is so inextricably entwined with theirs, you know. So with a woman, if her sex drive goes down, you're not having sex. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to unconditionally love somebody that holds the keys to whether or not you have a sex life. So, you know, uh, that that's just the truth. However, It still needs to be remarked upon and it still needs to be explored that then you may not unconditionally love her. So you shouldn't say you do. Because if you unconditionally love your wife, usually she's going to pick up on that and be her best self. However, if there is a contract that you only love her when she makes you feel good about yourself, and a primary way that this happens is by telling you that you're attractive, either uh, explicitly or by giving you the sort of enthusiastic, adventurous, responsive sex that you, uh, in your mind, correlate with a woman finding me very attractive. If that's the only way that you really care about your wife is if she does that kind of thing and otherwise you have burning, seething resentment toward her, then she's going to pick up on that. And like any human being, she is going to be repelled by it and she's going to not like that. Same as if you thought she only wanted you for your earning potential or for your ability to give childcare to the kids and to vacuum or fix the roof or whatever you do. You know, nobody wants a transactional relationship. So you really need need to interrogate whether you are giving unconditional love truly to your wife because if you are it's likely that she is more calm more secure and treats you better you know because everybody loves who loves them she may be picking when women say you only want me for sex yes that is an inane remark within marriage I have a podcast with that title because how you're only going to be with her for the 15 minutes of sex she gives you every two weeks right like that's uh, obvious bullshit however what is she picking up on that makes her say that is it a transaction is too much of your self-esteem, and this is particularly for more preoccupied attachment men, in which case you should read my, uh, listen to my preoccupied attachment husband podcast, but um, is it only that when she makes you feel good about yourself that you can respond um, in a loving manner? Because that's a transaction. You know, that's like only liking the teachers that give you an A+. You know, versus 
like just caring about the teacher themselves, you know, and it's an imperfect analogy. Obviously, the teacher has hand over you, but in, in, in a, in a relationship, the goal is to give 100%, not 50%. I've discussed this a lot. If you're only giving 50% and then you get upset if you're given 49% and she's given 51%, you know, if you're given 51 and she's giving 49 or whatever, this is why I dislike that fair playbook so much. I have a podcast all about that, how any... Any worldview that focuses on transactionality is necessarily going to limit the deep intimacy that can be created within that relationship, right? If you only loved your kids when they were nice to you, then I mean, shit, like you wouldn't love them past age like 13. So what do I mean also by reflect on you? There's many men. Okay, so this is a good example, actually. So many men get really angry kind of when the woman decides she doesn't care about how she looks anymore. So she's either in menopause or close to menopause or after menopause. And she's like, you know, I'm not going to wear heels anymore they hurt my feet. I'm not going to wear um, underwire bras. They hurt my boobs. I'm not going to put on makeup because honestly, I don't care anymore. I don't really need it and whatever else. So, and the guy really gets mad. Why does he get mad? Because she looks old. That's why. And he doesn't want to look old. And having an old wife makes you old, you know? And that's like, again, tough love to think about whether that's why it bothers you, but that's why it bothers many people. A lot of guys, and I've talked about this a lot, especially if they have a lot of money and they're very successful, they feel like they're outrunning fate. Like they never have to get old, you know? They're in the best shape of their lives. They've joined this amazing gym. They're climbing, you know, rock walls, whatever the fuck they're doing. Their spare time and they're taking a million supplements and they feel like they're in their prime. And if your wife decides that she just doesn't doesn't feel like dressing a certain way anymore, that can be very angering, you know? And so if you think about how much of your image and your identity is coming from your wife being, um, you know, looking a certain way, acting a certain way and responding a certain way sexually, then you may start to be uncomfortable, you know, because would you want that much of her identity to be based on like, for example, your career? You know, if you're like a successful uh, surgeon and she says, you know what, I like being a surgeon's wife and you want to retire, but I don't really like that. You know, like, I don't like your idea of going being doctors without borders or whatever. That is a really good example because it happens a lot. Like, you make a certain amount of money, a lot of the guys I work with, and then they decide to do something else, you know, because they want to give back, right? And the wife doesn't really want them to give back, you know, not yet. Like, she's got some more stuff that she wants to do. And, and she basically likes the identity that comes along with somebody that's at the upper echelons of whatever the career is. So in this case, the man usually feels kind of used and irritated and exploited and frustrated and maybe she doesn't care about the real him. That's exactly how women feel when their sex drive goes down or their desire to be, you know, conventionally attractive goes down and the man is like super mad. It's like, wait, was I just literally like a a young looking woman that has, you know, a certain attitude to you? Do not care about my deeper core. Many women feel that they evolve a great deal in peri and, and menopause and menopause and postmenopause. They continue to evolve and to realize that image isn't everything and, and they want to 
do something else with their lives besides, you know, go to the hair salon every couple weeks to get their hair dyed. And it takes a lot of fucking time. <laughs> and, and then get their nails done and then do all of these things that signify that they are still kind of in the young um, dating market, but they're not, you know? And so they don't want to waste their limited time on this earth with that stuff anymore. And if you can no longer love your wife, if she has a change of philosophy, then did you really love your wife? Or did you just love how she reflected on you? And I say the same thing to women who, who don't want the guy to change his career, right? Because it's a very similar sort of thing. Um, also, you know, you have to think about whether you are kind of wanting your wife to hold back from change in a way that would be good for her. Sometimes people have a horrible thing happen, like the death of a child. And um, th this is a super horrible tragedy, like the worst thing that could happen to an adult. And um, it's th actually research shows that, like somehow they measured like all the bad things that could happen. And that was like the worst. And, um, and anyway, you know, subjectively how people rate things. But, and divorce is higher than you would think. It's like closer to that than, than, than you would imagine. But anyway... Um, so sometimes men and women respond very, very differently to this. Like the woman is just done with the marriage, literally, especially if it was the only child. Um, she's just kind of done. And she's just like, I'm just gonna, you know, live a different kind of life, basically. Like I am going to give back to the world. I am going to join an ashram. I'm gonna be really into meditation. I'm gonna change my religion, whatever. I'm giving various examples, hypotheticals. And the man is basically like, no, I'm still kind of alive. And, and this is after, of course, grieving. But you know, like I still wanna have like a romantic relationship and stuff. And she really doesn't. This happens a lot after like a cataclysm that if a woman was on her way kind of, you know, with her sex hormones going down and kind of thinking, is this it in the world? Some big tragedy or some change of circumstance can happen. And she's just like, oh, now I am beyond all of that. And if, if the guy loves his wife, then he isn't going to be mad at her about that. Doesn't mean he wants to stay with her. It doesn't mean that he has to change his philosophy. Um, but he isn't going to be angry with her. If he's angry with her, that means that to some degree, like his identity is too bound into how she appears and what she like, and, and her having one specific philosophy that aligns with his, you know? And it's, it's interesting because on the one hand, our society would say, and I just said, you know, cause you kind of got to say, well then leave, you know, like if, if your partner's philosophy no longer aligns with yours, then sure leave. And of course you can, but who are the couples that like really stay together and grow together are the people that can accommodate each other's change in philosophy. You know, so the guy who says to his wife, yeah, sure, go gray. Ah, you look beautiful to me no matter what. You don't want to wear heels? Cool. Like, whatever. Want to buy old loungewear? Cool. Sounds good. I'll wear some loungewear. You know, like the guys who can accommodate that sort of change are, end up with women who want to compromise back and be flexible back and say, well, yeah, like I'm not personally into sex anymore, but I can see where he's coming from. So, you know, we'll go out on some dates. If I have a drink, maybe we'll have sex. Like, you know, they try to be more flexible. They try to think about different ways to accommodate that their partner has a different philosophy. In this case, the woman would then try to be flexible toward the man's philosophy that he is still in the prime of his life and still wants sex because he was trying to accommodate her philosophy that she's not.
you know? So the guys that get really angry that their wives are done with sex or trying to seem attractive or whatever are going to get absolutely nowhere except into a contentious divorce, you know? Like you could actually say to somebody, you know what? I get it. I totally get it. I see where you're coming from, honestly. I don't feel like that myself. Probably our hormones are quite different, you know. I see where you are, though. I'm going to try to roll with it, you know, and see if we could have a different kind of relationship, you know, one where it's not based, let's say, on uh, getting dressed up and partying and in the same way. And I'll come to whatever it is that you're into now. I'll join whatever activity that is, whatever you value, whatever you're reading. I'm into now this because like a lot of women this is my most uh I was gonna say famous but that is really really too far <laughs> that's a, that's too intense of an adjective my, my most read post that gets me the most clients is the wife who wants more and her annoyingly satisfied husband so the woman is trying to kind of transcend into a different you know stage of life and the guy is like wait what no I am I am fine I'm fine just doing the same thing we always did and thinking in the same ways like if the woman changes politically or her religion or her spiritual leanings or what have you and the marriages that can accommodate that have somebody then like if so if the wife is like you know what I'm not you know um, a, a Republican anymore I am a Democrat because I've thought XYZ right super simplified <laughs> and the guy who's like no way why are you so dumb what about this what about this can you really mean to tell me that you think this and this well that's just stupid that guy is going to end up facing a pretty contentious divorce battle, you know, in the next couple of years. Whereas a guy who's like, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. That's a man who unconditionally loves his wife. And that's a woman who's going to be like, wow, look who's open-minded. Holy shit. You know, maybe I misjudged him. And maybe then I can accommodate him in certain ways by being more flexible myself. So like that's, that, that's the truth of the matter is, is, if you unconditionally love your spouse, you're going to allow them to grow and you're actually going to be happy if they find peace in some way. If they've been looking for some sort of meaning in their life that then they find, you are going to be happy for them. It doesn't mean that in all cases you're going to have to accommodate it or stay with them or anything. But at the very least, like you, if you do unconditionally love your spouse for more than how they reflect on you, you might be happy that they are finding some sort of direction in life that makes them feel fulfilled filled on a deeper level. Doesn't that sound reasonable? You know, and it's the same with kids, right? And I've discussed this before. What do you do when your adult child believes something you don't believe or a teenager? Well, if you tell them, like, as I said in the podcast, my example was, you know, a kid who converts to Buddhism, right? A teenager and the parents like, that's bullshit. That's stupid. Well, uh, you're setting yourself up for estrangement later on because you just called their religion stupid and they are going to double down and be like super Buddhist now, you know, as you would be if you had been a teenager and told that your shit was stupid, whatever your decision was. And why is their thing stupid anyway? Like, you know, you got to also interrogate your own beliefs and situations with kids or with spouses and think, am I being rigid? Am I the one who can't grow and change? Am I the one who's holding on to preconceptions that are comfortable for me? Am I the one who doesn't want to grow or age or learn? You know, and people who can say, yeah, maybe I'm being too rigid are people that end up being then more open-minded and ending up in happier relationships of any sort.
All right, so hopefully this was interesting, opened your mind up. Um, unfortunately, though, again, due to that negative comment, I, I will be, um, res- I will be uh, done with this. <laughs> I will no longer be a psychologist because I, I was scared straight. Um, but anyway, please do follow me, and then you could see all these comments for yourself on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and uh, anything else that they come out with. And I'll talk to you soon, you guys.